0: In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. So the title of the homily is Be Strong in the Lord and in the Strength of His Might. From the Blessed Epistle of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Be strong in the Lord and be and in the strength of his might. So as we continue our Advent journey then we would beg God to be born afresh in us We make that preparation. We would draw near to him during this season. The first encouragement I'd like to give to you today is that he came to arm us, to be soldiers, to arm us, to unite himself to us, to be our strength, to be with us in all circumstances, So there was a time, I remember, a bit ago, where there was a circumstance that I worked on and thought about, uh, planned, schemed, (laughs) to fix. You know how you do that? Got a problem in your life, you're going to fix it. You're going to fix it. And um, it wasn't working. You ever had a plan like that or an issue in your life where it just wasn't fixing? And uh, I came, I was doing my prayers, and I came upon this, this word that described God. And the word was almighty. I went, oh, maybe that's who can take care of this problem. Maybe the almighty God, right? Jesus, my strength, my foundation, the almighty God. We need to learn to give that up quickly. The Almighty God can do this. He created the universe. He sustains the universe. He holds it all together. He can do this. Turn to him. Give it away. Many times we hold on to these things and say, how am I going to fix this? You're not going to fix it. He's going to fix it. We need to learn to give that up. That's such an important piece of of our faith to be able to hand over these things. So in the beautiful epistle, um, it says to stand firm in Christ. So as as our life starts to tumble and move around, we're encouraged to stand firm in Christ. You know, that beautiful um, kind of troubling, Uh, account of Peter walking on the water and he walks on the water and he's excited and he's on top of the water as long as his eyes are on Christ. As soon as he looks at the troubled water and the waves, what's he do? He sinks. See, we have an opportunity to keep our eyes on Christ and move forward with this gaze ahead of us to stand firm As soon as we bend over and look at all the trouble of life, it takes us down. We sink, right? We sink. So, a couple of things that I'd like to encourage you through the epistle um, is, let me just read the epistle and a couple encouraging things about uh, how we can be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. The first is, uh, the beginning of the epistle. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and have done all to stand. We need to understand the war is against the deceits of the enemy. And this war is for our salvation. And this is happening right now in this evil day. So we need to understand how important it is that we face and understand that there is a battle in front of us. Every day there's a battle. We need to fight it and fight it well. Not with fear, but depend on the love of God, and because He is our strength. You know that really brings us back even to that uh, epistle, uh, that 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 text in the uh, Gospels about Peter on the water. That when he is looking at Christ, he's standing firm. But as soon as he looks at the water, he finds fear. See, we we live. We can live in that fear. Fear of something not going right. Fear of uh, a plan not being made right. Fear of somebody in our life not doing as well as we had hoped them to do. And we begin to dwell on that fear rather than on the love of God trusting in Christ. So this becomes really, again, a, a critical issue with us. So we're encouraged then, beloved, to be vigilant, to be watchful. And I mean all the time. I don't mean like when things get tough. I mean, you have to be watchful because there's, the, the devil has wiles, which means subtleties. And we need to be very careful of these things so that we keep our focus on Christ and move forward in our spiritual battles. Vigilant, pay attention. All the time, you know how that works, right? You stop paying attention, you stop being vigilant, next thing you know, you're sliding down some sinful path. You grab a thought, and it takes you in the wrong direction. If we're vigilant, these things we can defeat. But we have to find vigilance. So my encouragement to you. Um, and we need to understand that in this, that no matter what circumstances in life, all things work for good. All things work for good. So you'd be encouraged in that. So secondly, let me read another portion of the epistle, and then we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with a preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith, which we've been able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Take the helmet of salvation, the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Then it continues, uh, which wasn't read: praying always with prayer and supplication, in the spirit, being watchful to this end, with all perseverance and supplication, uh, and with all for all the saints. So, for us then to stand firm, uh, I just want to encourage us: we have a powerful and undefeatable faith. It can't be defeated if we're in Christ, living in Christ. There's no enemy that can defeat us. When we take our eyes off the Lord, then that's where the defeats come. But when our eyes are on Christ and we're dwelling in union with Christ, there is no defeat. There's no defeat. He's defeated the enemy. He's our strength. He's our foundation. He's our refuge. He's our deliverer. In in that, we need to take great comfort when our eyes are on Christ and our heart and his heart are are one together together then we, are, we live on an undefeatable foundation. And we have these great pillars. I was thinking the pillar of truth, the pillar of righteousness, the pillar of peace, the pillar of faith, the pillar of salvation, the pillar of the sword of the Spirit. I was thinking, what a powerful thing. If you think about these pillars we have in life, they, they're built so that we can stand firm. You know, All these things that God gives to us to keep us on a good and right path. So first, just briefly in each of these, we have the truth. The church is the pillar and ground of the truth. We have a stability. Thank God, the ancient stability of the church. We have that stability that kind of keeps us moving and holding on to that which is right and good and true. You know, truth isn't decided by my opinion. And you need to be very grateful for that. And it's not decided by your opinion. And you need to be great, very grateful for that. It's decided by the truth in consensus, conciliar work, confirmation through history. It's solid as a rock. So be, be grateful for that. Be grateful for that. You know, we, when we became Orthodox back in the early 70s or moved to, toward Orthodoxy, It was because we were in a church that exploded because of opinions. It blew up right in half, split down the middle. And we did, and I thank God for Father John Braun and Father Richard Ballou because they said, this is not going to happen again. We're going to find something that works, that doesn't allow this to happen, and they journeyed back toward the ancient faith. That's why we're orthodox because we experience that explosion based on opinions. So be thankful for the truth. Uh, And we we have righteousness. You know what to do. Don't you? And you know what not to do. Don't you? See what the pillar is? You know what to do. You know what not to do. And you, so you, we have to live according. This is a pillar for us. So what should you do? Do what righteousness tells you to do. What shouldn't you do? You don't do what righteousness tells you not to do. So just do it. Sounds like a commercial, doesn't it? Every time you see that Nike commercial, you should remember righteousness. Just do it. Make your yes, yes, your no, no. Just do it. We know what to do. God puts us in our heart, and he gives us the gospel, and he gives us all this, all this that we need. He, we have the pillar of righteousness. We know what to do. That's why there's a line for confession, because we knew what to do, right? And we, and we didn't do it. See? That's okay. We can confess and repent, and that's good. But we have this pillar of righteousness. And when we live accordingly, we live with a peaceful heart. Content, quiet, with God, with our family, with our friends, with the saints. We're quiet. We have that peace that God gives to us. It's like a, a, a kind of a, it tells us if we're in the right place or not, right? When we're not at peace, we know there's something wrong We have to deal with it. So we have that that pillar. We have faith, a faith that teaches that God loves us and does everything in our life to save us. Do you believe that? It's hard to believe sometimes. Because when a struggle comes, how can this be for my good? How can this be for my salvation? We need to ask God that question. Show me, Lord, how this is going to save me. Show me. We need to move in that way. To ask with faith, before God, how can this circumstance benefit me? What are you trying to teach me in this circumstance? So I think it's very important that we understand that that faith that God gives to us, teaches us, first and foremost, he loves us and Everything in our life is there for our salvation. And then we understand that he saves us, that we have been saved, we have that confidence in salvation, in baptism, union with Christ, and he's saving us today, and he will save us. So our our salvation has a dynamic aspect to it. It is, I have been, I will. I am being, and I will be. So we have this movement in our salvation, which is to us should be very powerful, that I have been given the strength, and I am now working that salvation out with the hope of being uh, placed in the mansions with all the saints, in a place of brightness, a place of refreshment, a place of repose, where all sickness, sorrow, sighing, and fled away. The sight of thy countenance rejoices all the saints from all the ages, and he's granting us then the heavenly kingdom, a portion in his ineffable eternal blessings, and the enjoyment of us, his unending life. That's where we are going. You're not encouraged. It's awesome. He saved us. He's saving us, and he's going to save us. He's going to give us this. And then finally, the sword of the Spirit. You know, God has given us weapons of virtue to defeat the enemies. We need to get really good at it. We need to use the virtue of humility to defeat pride. We need to use the virtue of uh, generosity to defeat greed, chastity to defeat uh, lust. We need to use the virtues, practice them, beloved. Understand that they're weapons against the enemy. And if they're practiced and practiced well, you can defeat many, many temptations that come at you. But the virtues have to be practiced. You can't just all of a sudden say, oh, gosh, I'm feeling pretty greedy here. What's, the, what's that uh, virtue that defeats greed? Um, help me, help me. What's that virtue? Oh, generosity. Oops. That ain't going to work. You need to practice generosity, right? Practice, practice, practice. Generosity—it's such a critical piece in our in our work as Christian people to practice the virtues. Chastity—you know—we we, we we can defeat so many bad thoughts with chaste thoughts. We can defeat them, but you have to practice them. Practice, practice when you when you stand before an icon of Mother of God. Soak in her purity. Let her purity guide you. So there's so much for us, and I just want to encourage you that we know these virtues that we need that as are practiced, they become great weapons for us. So be strong in the Lord in the strength of His might, that we may heed the prophet's warning and prepare the way of the Lord and glorify Him along with it. Wise men, the angels, and the shepherds, amen.